When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the New Books Network. Okay, and we are live. And I am with one of my favorite people in the Kidlet. I would say business. This is kind of a business. Vicky Victoria Salvaggio. Welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to answer your questions and share what I know. <laughs> well, the, goods and bad, the good and bad of, of publishing. Most people call you Vicky, but I... I love the name Victoria, having grown up in Canada, and uh, so I might call you Victoria once in a while. That's fine. Um, so, so uh, Vicky Victoria, um, welcome to the uh, interview. Before I forget, my name is Mel Rosenberg, and I am the host of the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. And I am here with super agent Vicky Victoria Savaggio, who is also now the owner of Storm Literary. So um, a few words on what you do, Vicky, and then I'm going to sing your praises. Oh, wow. I do a lot. Um, so I run the agency. Um, we have um, three agents, and so I oversee what they're doing. And then, of course, Essie is our founder. Um, I handle the bookkeeping. I Up until this year, I was doing the website pretty much handling reviewing contracts. And then of course I have my own client list. And so I'm pretty busy from day to day. I'm uh, The day starts with emails and contracts and offers and all of that. And then of course, um, reading manuscripts and offering edits to my clients, none of submission lists. It's just, I'm constantly, constantly busy from one task to the next. And um, I, I have to remember uh, to tell our viewers and listeners that I'm in Israel and there's a war going on, so there's a chance that there will be sirens and I will disappear for about 10 minutes. Um, but then I'll be back. Um, and uh, things haven't been uh, so easy here, but uh, Vicky, they haven't been good for you either the past couple of years. Um, no. And uh, uh, one of the things that I, I've learned, I've learned so much from, from you over the last decade, oy vey, it's a decade already, um, <laughs> is that agents are human beings and they're, they're sensitive and uh, they want to help and they're here to help, but they're overwhelmed and they also have their own personal issues. Um, so you were a little bit off the grid for, for a period of time. Yeah, towards the end of 2021, um, we, had a, we had a death in the family. And then, you know, like all families, we mourned and, you know, we, we celebrated that person's life. And, you know, we, we all try to, I think after a funeral, we all try to make sense of, of the, of the loss, but another death happened and then another, and it seemed that we just had this stream of deaths where it actually for 14 months, it seemed like every six weeks we had someone pass. And, um, so that took all of 2022, pretty much me off the grid with, um, just dealing with the loss, um, my father, my brother-in-law, who was only 63. Um, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of 
close family members that were in my daily life were no longer there. And so 10 deaths is extreme in 14 months. I, I just, I think that, you know, um, and then of course, becoming owner of the agency in 2022, it just, a lot of stuff hit me all at once. And I just was having a little bit of a hard time with trying to figure out, I think with death, death, all of us are trying to figure out, you know, what is the purpose of all of this? Why are we here? What, you know, life is is here and then someone's gone the next day, you start to really question things. And so I think having the agency become, you know, become more of a, um, you know, something where the agency became a little bit more, I, I think a different, I had a different outlook as being owner and it did help me. It helped me get out of bed in the morning and it really pushed me to be motivated and to really take a look at our procedures and the things that we can do, the way we can, you know, grow the agency, um, how we can make it better for agents that are coming on, agents that are already working here. And then, of course, clients, you know, our clients are, are you know, are the most important. How can we make the agency strong and, a, you know, a really great community for them to really want to be a part of, which we have that. We already had that. Essie um, was very fundamental in, in some of the things that she put in place. So I'm just expanding upon that. Yeah, so a, a shout out to Essie White, of course. Um, and uh, you have uh, other uh, agents uh, that I've been in touch with, but um, I'm uh, I'm pretty fond of you, Vicky. Oh, and, thank um, you. And people people should realize that um, that agents are, are human beings. Um, you uh, you are one of the rare individuals who wrote to me over the years, who gave me advice, who put me on a in a path. Uh, as an author, and we didn't have to do that. Um, so um, I'm first of all condolences to you and your family on this terrible period of grief. I've written to you because it's important for me to say this now that we're meeting for yes. the first time. <laughs> Thank and, you. And and for your humanity, you were always um, there for me, um, and uh, you you never took me on as a as an author, and that's fine uh, because as I mentioned. It's one in a thousand. And it's not just about having a good story, which I didn't have at the beginning uh, because I was a, uh, a novice, and maybe so were you as an agent back 10 years ago. Um, and sort of we learned together, but you you, you, you grew quickly and I didn't. Well, I think that, um, I think you're doing great with your book coming out. And it seems that there's lots of things in play for you. So, I mean, I think for a writer, you just have to continue to to build your skills and to continue to write. It's kind of like any other job. You know, if you're going to become a doctor, if you're going to become, I say this at every presentation, if you're going to become a lawyer or a teacher, these individuals have, you know, a lot of education, a lot of things that they have to do before they actually become, you know, before they actually become that, you know, they're able to work in that profession Writing is exactly the same. And I think that because we all can tell stories, we all have stories, you know, of, of our childhood and our adulthood and all that in between. It's easy for us to say, oh, I have this wonderful story. But then trying to actually execute it, put it down on paper is not an easy task. And a writer has to just they have to tone those skills. You have to keep working at it. And then, of course, the whole publishing industry and learning that it's not 
you know, where do I send my book? Where do I, how do I, what is a query letter? You know, you have all of these things that you have to learn. And then of course, there's a skill that, that you need for writing a query letter, as opposed to writing your manuscripts. It's almost like two separate skills. And then if we talk about a synopsis, that's a whole nother skill set. So there's lots of things that, you know, a writer needs to learn to actually, you know, figure out if this is something they want to do as, as a, you know, a profession, then they need to think of it as a career that, you know, you really have to put the time and the effort into it um, or the time that you have. I'm not saying that someone has to do this daily because obviously most writers, most clients, they have day jobs. Some agents have, day, you know, have another job or two to sustain them while they're, they're building their list. So, you know, it's putting some effort into it though. It's not just writing the story and, oh, wow, mm -hmm. I've sent it off and it's getting published. It's not that easy. It's unfortunate that we, it isn't that easy, but it's not. Um, and uh, you mentioned that uh, a lot of agents do other things. They have retreats and they, they edit and they, they moonlight and they uh, editor, they edit and mentor and, and what have you. Um, but th that's because it's hard to make a living as, a, as an agent, isn't it? Yes. Well, um, most agents are paid when are paid on a commission. So we're not paid until a book is actually sold. So I might work for a client for several years before there's actually um, a paycheck for them as well as me. And so it is very hard, especially if you're living in New York or you're living in California or you're living in you know a city that is very expensive. You know, if you're not having income, you know, you're not having money coming in, then obviously you need to have some sort of other job to sustain you while you're building a list. I was fortunate. I started this process much older. I was older in my life. When I started this, I had already had a business of my own and I was financially stable. So I was privileged in that in that aspect. So um, and then of course I'm married. So my husband has a really good job. And so it helped, you know, it was okay through the months where there were no sales or things weren't, you know, coming in as fast as they, as I wanted them to. But for the most part, yes, you know, most agents, they have to have, you know, something else going on or they, you know, they're not going to be able to pay their rents or feed themselves. So that's why this is, I'm, I often say this, I wish we could totally revamp the way, I mean, the way the way this that agents are are compensated in this industry, but that's probably just my view. Other agents might have a different view on that. It, but Vicky, it's it's my it's my view as well. I think that fifteen percent is a small amount for all that you're doing, and the chances that you're taking. Um, that's my own, and I'd be happy to speak to the owner uh, who happens <laughs> to be happens to be you uh, off off screen. About, yeah. about, about some possibilities and ideas. So, um, well, well, my goal at this agency is I'm hoping that in time that we will have enough funds that I can actually bring all of our agents on as employees and that they can get, um, I know some, when I was back in the old days, when I was working in the office and, um, working for someone else and we had salespeople, they would get a draw, they would receive a draw. And then of course their sales would have to come, you know, their, their sales would have to even out or, or be above so that, you know, their draw was always somewhat oh, um, so, being so. Re replenished. So I'm hoping I'm looking at ways that I can make this much more sustainable in the years to come for agents, that, because that, like, that, I think, yeah, it's a moving landscape. And I think no, that, Vicky, that, you know, that, that that's a great idea because uh, what you're saying is that you're going to pay just the same way that authors, in the States get advances uh, on books that you're going to give an advance to an agent that they have to earn out during the year. 
Right, right. I love that. Yeah, well, I can't do it yet, <laughs> but I'm moving towards it. So Okay, but you know, everybody, everybody's it's, listening now. That's right. They know it's a plan of mine um, that eventually I can I can have Storm be a little bit more stable for the agents that are working there. Now, I have to say that stable, you know, agents are all selling. They're all doing a wonderful job. The agency is growing. They're all um, closed all for great. submissions. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, every time we open, it's like a flood. And I have to say, um, I don't know if I shared this with you, but the first day that I became an agent, I thought, okay, I was a regional advisor for Society of Children's Book Writers. I'm going to get a few. I'm going to get a few, you know, people know me. They've heard I'm an agent. I received 400 submissions on my very first day. And then it just continued. By the end of the month, I was in the thousands. And if you think that, you know, it's easy to read all of that, while trying to build your list, it's very difficult. You have to have to be very dedicated to set aside a track of time to just do queries. And on my end, I wanted to offer feedback. I wanted to, you know, you know, give a reason as to why I was passing. And then, of course, you know, maybe start to build maybe some connections here, here or there with individuals that, that were querying me. And so, um, so, you, so it's a hard process. You know, there's a lot of thought that goes into at least on my end, I don't, I can't speak for every agent, but on mine, when I'm reading something, I don't want to feel rushed. I want to take my time. I want to consider it. I want to think like you, like we've talked about, is it marketable? Is it, you know, is there a feeling that I'm meshing with this author? Is this author meshing with me? Um, you know, lots of things like that. So I just, I might, maybe I put more thought into a query than most agents, but I do. I'm kind of slow. <laughs> I actually, I won't say kind of, I am slow. I'm slow in my my revision, my review process, simply because I just like to look and consider and, and just, you know, take my time with it. I think the author, I was just going to say, I think for me, the author-agent re relationship is just very important. And I like that to be a process. I like us to have time to kind of grow a relationship so that um, so that when we become a team, we are a team and we're working together for the same goal, which is obviously publication for that individual if, if, it's, if we both can do it. You know, obviously my job is submitting, um, the author's job is, is to create and, you know, then together we work on the fine tuning of that. So, you know, that's my goal anyway. I have had a lot of individuals that I've um, spoke to throughout the years that do end up becoming my clients because, you know, we've stuck, we stayed in touch and there's a nice connection and we do mesh really well together. So and then of many, course, I love their many, stuff. How many clients do you have in addition at 20, to everything else? 25. <laughs> I have 25. That's a lot. It's a lot in, considering in I have the agency. Yeah. In addition to running the agency, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so do you want to uh, wave around uh, a few of your recent uh, uh, sales and brag about them? Yeah. I, well, I, I have tons of books, actually, that I have. Um, and so well, pick, I don't know what, pick, what would be pick. best. Well, mo most of the viewers here are picture book uh, authors, illustrators, aficionados. Um, but you can share it whatever you like. It's your show. So I'll share some, some picture books. I have a whole stack. I had them on the ground. So um, to get a style of the kind of things that I like, 
Um, I really, when I was growing up, I did not like, and these aren't all recent. These are like, I kind of just grabbed books so that I could kind of give a, a nice, nice little view of the books I represent. Um, but I love nonfiction. I know if everyone's ever seen this one, why um, Jenna Radzicki, um, I love nonfiction that teaches kids things that you would never ever, you know, in, in unique and interesting ways. Whereas, you know, a child is picking up a book and they're learning, but they don't necessarily know they're learning. They're more intrigued by the story and it's just kind of organic that they're learning. So, um, so this one, I was, I, I hate to say this, but I hated nonfiction in school. I hated it while I was growing up. I, it felt stiff and boring to me, but this not stiff, not boring. Um, I mean, the illustrations are wonderful. So there's just that one. And then of course, by the same author, she did um, Wild Style, which then again is nonfiction picture book. And then um, Jenna also did um, Harmony, which is a very cute picture book about, um, you know, you know, figuring out how to share, which is something that children, children sometimes struggle with, but sometimes adults, you know, struggle with that too. But I kind of like the fun and the unique. Um, Wake Sleeping One is another nonfiction um, story that is um, lovely if you haven't had a chance to read it. And I'm sorry, I'm not giving credit to all the authors or the clients, but you can look them up. Um, Mother Ghost is another one. This one is... Um, a rhyming it's a rhyme it's nursery rhymes for little monsters is what the subtitle is but you know the illustrations it's it's a take on um nursery rhymes right it written in rhyme R writing in rhyme is very difficult obviously because um rhyme doesn't always translate well in other languages and so that's also a challenge as to why sometimes rhyme isn't taken by um a lot of publishers but then i will show you another nonfiction, kathy Stefanik Ogren, if you can see that one. Um, that's also one. And the one that, the what I love about this, what I can tell your listeners is that Kathy received, we submitted this and we received rejections, but Kathy didn't stop. She continued editing. She continued tweaking. She continued thinking and she got it right because we sent it back out and it ended up having interest. And so this is one of those things where I often like to say that writing is revising. You know, don't give up if you have this story that you think is, um, you know, you know that it, it could be really awesome. Keep working at it. Keep seeing what else you can do. If it's written in rhyme, write it in prose. If, it, if it's fiction, um, maybe see if there's a layer that you can add to it that will make it stand out. But I give kudos to Kathy because she just continued on with that story. So um, Kathy, Kathy has been on the show, and she's also one of my critique uh, group, and um, and uh, everybody speaks uh, so highly of you. Oh, and, well, thank you. <laughs> and this is this is this is wonderful. Um, by the way, um, books that came out this year, coming out next year, send the uh, send the authors to me. I'd love to interview them. Oh, I will. I will love to do that. Um, I'll just share. I have tons more, but I'll share just not. Oh, here's one for Julia, um, Julia uh, Richardson. Yay, um, this one awesome. is, yeah, actually, I have two of hers. Um, she has two here. But again, picture books, um, you know, they kind of have, um, you know, well, they don't kind of they have. Vicky, that, that, that's that's how I met Julia. I saw that book. And it's, I gorgeous. Was, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And I was I was so I was so really pissed gorgeous. off because. 
I've been trying to write a dandelion book for five years. Um, so but yes. then the, the initial anger, it turns into uh, appreciation. <laughs> well, that dandelion books are one of those that there's, uh, there's a lot. There's, it's like one of those things where it's, you're thinking it's, of. It's like, it's like dandelions. That's right. That's right. So you have to find a different angle to tell the story, which is exactly what Julia did. She found a different way to tell it. Um, I mean, I have, if that's, that's probably a lot of clients who submitted some sort of dandelion book to me and, you know, we send it out and it's, it's, it's a lovely text, but we get the rejections because it doesn't have um, what it, what it needs to make it stand out. And when I say stand out, um, you know, obviously when you're thinking of dandelion books, now we need to think of how can we stand out again, you know, uh, among this one, where, what else can we do that Julia here has already done. And when you're thinking of how to market your book, that's a wonderful thing to do is to go to the library and see, well, what books are out there? Um, what isn't out there is, is kind of a thing to kind of think about and how can you make it marketable so that your book has the place in, you know, st- sitting in a, a, a store next to Julia's, you know, how is it different from Julia's? How is it going to stand out? How is hers going to still stand out against yours? Um, you know, you have to think of all of these things. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I could keep going on some of the books that we have here. Um, this was a middle grade. I'll take the little note off. It was an arc. This is an art copy. I haven't actually received the actual book yet. This is just our art, but um, this is a middle grade that I really, really absolutely am so proud of. Um, Warrior on the Mound by Sandra Heaton. And um, and just a lovely, lovely book when that comes out. I hope that everybody goes to the bookstore and they get it. And so I can share some some really fascinating books that client mm-hmm. or agents have um, been working on too. If you'd like to see some of those really quickly, you want me to I, share or you, or you have a whole list of questions. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm so delighted that you're a warrior for your, uh, for your clients. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I have oodles of questions. Hey, show another show, book. Show, no, okay. Vicki, you're on a run. You're on a roll. Go for it. I'll, I'll show you this one. This one just hit the New York. Well, this was a New York bestseller uh, on our New York list. Uh, ah, I can't speak. A New York bestseller list. It was an wow. instant. Um, this was um, the agent is Heather Cashman. And then, of course, Mark Gregson is the author and um just a wonderful book i actually over the holidays i had um i did some research and i found that mark had actually submitted to me way before i was at storm when i was at the jennifer d kira literary agency and so um when i was going back through my notes i started actually reading this something i'm was a was a thing that i wanted to do was to read all client books not just my clients and this book is absolutely, I love it. It pulled me in from the first page, um, just in a fascinating story. And it's doing really, really well. So I'm very, very proud of this. And then, of course, there's lots more. Um, <laughs> you know, I could just keep going. But anyways, ask your questions and I'll keep, I'll do visual aids no. as we're talking. <laughs> okay, so, 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 so Vicki, um, um, how come you're so nice? Uh, I, I, I I have to tell this story, by the way. I'm not uh, nice. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 que- I, I, I queried you when I was quite a novice in this uh, after a career doing other things and thinking I was a good writer. I think one of the problems, and you've touched on this, and I want to go there in a minute, is that um, everybody thinks that all you need to be a children's book writer is a pencil. Um, you know, you can scribble on paper or a wall. Um, 
and like you say, tell your story. Uh, but you, you talked about um, becoming something else, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. But all of these things, you know, you go to university or to a college, um, and there, there's a way to become a PhD in something, right? right. And everybody knows it. But right. to become a school, a school, picture book or other children's literature author, there's no place really that, that really says that, you know, how do you do it? So there's a lot of people that don't realize that there is a road to take. And until I went to the SCBWI in New York in January of 2016, um, I didn't realize how little I knew. Like, so, you know, you go in, you think, oh, what, what is there to know? You know, right. okay, 500 words, or 500 words about a dandelion who wanted to be a tortoise. He was a dandelion. Uh, so he grew a shell and then he became a turtle, uh, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and you don't, you think, you know, why, why doesn't everybody run to my door? I've written this great story. Um, so this was a big wake up call for me. But it's important for people to understand that there is a journey and there's a learning process. So of, of the submissions, of the 400 submissions that you got, on that first day, how many of them were for people who really didn't understand what they were doing, including people like me? Right, right. Well, I mean, I think that the percentage is very small. You know, it's very, you know, when you're submitting to an agent, you know, if you submit 100, let's say I have 100 submissions out of the 100, maybe there's 10 that I'm going to really take some time and think about. And then I narrow that down to five, where then maybe I'm narrowing it down to two. And then, of course, then I might start doing some more thorough research. Um, and based on that thorough research on my end is I usually ask for more projects. I used to I try to find out more information about the individual before I actually get to the step of actually having a phone call or a Zoom meeting where I hope that that phone call or Zoom meeting will lead to me offering representation. Um, so, I mean, it's really a small percentage so how do you stand out? I would say that, you know, for everybody, their path to publication or their path, their writing journey is going to be different because some will, you know, maybe they'll take an MFA, they'll, you know, they'll take a writing course, maybe they'll go to the library every week that there's a free, you know, library writing class. Um, I think that whatever somebody chooses to do is is fine as long as they get them to wherever whatever their goal is if, if that's what their goal is to become published then they learn they try to find those those paths that will help them learn those things that they need to learn i think that you know i was very much like you but i did something totally different i self-published two books not really understanding the entire process i didn't even know what a vanity publisher was i just thought oh, everybody pays, you know, everybody has to pay for this or everybody does that. And I didn't learn. I didn't even know what SCBWI was. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know what a query letter was before my two books were self-published. I didn't know anything. Um, I had taken um, writing courses in school. I was very good. I've always been writing. And, you know, I just, it wasn't something though that in my mind, I can do that. Sorry, that's my cat. Um, that was, I wasn't sure that was something that would sustain me, that I could make a career out of writing. I actually was going to become a CPA and actually take a different route in college. But I decided that um, writing would just be a hobby. It wouldn't be anything that I really wanted to do. So um, or not anything that I wanted to do as a career. I wanted to just do it as a hobby. So I self-published two books. And actually, my first book signing, I remember the 
the indie bookstore that was so lovely to have me because technically they not not really had a lot of self-published um, authors in, but they did have me in. And I was there with two traditionally published authors and they were talking and they were mentioning this squibby, squibby. And I was like, what is this that they're talking about? S-C-B-W-I. And so they said, oh, that's the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. You really should join, you know, especially if you're an author or you published, you got published books, whatever. So I went to my first meeting and now that's where I thought, oh my God, I don't know anything. And then I read my books and I said, oh my God, these books are published and they're not good and they need work and I need work. I need to learn everything I need to learn. And then I did. I started to go to meetings and and learn, oh, that's what a query letter is. Oh, that's what, you know, I shouldn't be doing, uh, you know, in my books, you know, you kind of, you know, you have to do those things. And I think that there's lots of things that are available nowadays with internet. You can Google, you can um, go on writersdigest.com. You know, there's lots of information. The, the, the thing is that you, that you found out, you see, you found out because you were at a certain point in time, but many authors aren't there yet. They don't know that SVW right. exists. They don't right. know that people have critique partners, critique groups, um, and and that it's it's like one in a thousand that gets a traditional publishing deal. Yes, that's right. You know, you're, if if you're getting dozens or hundreds um, of of submissions a week, which is thousands a year, and you're taking two or three clients, one of whom is a let's say a PB author, for example. Right. Well, what your odds are like practically zilch. But here, here I'm. <laughs> Um, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I have to mention my experience with you. In my days of, of wandering in the darkness, I submitted to you a query letter that I'm rather ashamed of. And um, you, in your own way, got back to me eons later. I don't want to say how long, but eons later. It was but you probably said, long. I take forever. I, yeah, no, no, but you wrote me this beautiful letter. And, and you explained to me why... Um, the, the cloud maker in this case didn't, didn't work. You needed more showing versus telling in the ending. And, and it, you know, when you think you know everything, you read this and you say, oh, that's, that's so wrong of her. How, how dare she write that I need to do more showing and telling? What is she thinking? Who is this person? And, and, and then if you're lucky, <laughs> then if you're lucky, after a day or whatever, or a whiskey or two, you say, Oh my goodness, she's right. I need I need to do all these things, and and then you know you're on this this journey. Um, so I think that what, what um, I want to know, uh, the readers want to know, is is how you got there. Because um, in addition to the writing, you also had your own real estate agency. Um, so you're always mixing creative skills with business skills. Yeah, I mean, I just I think. When I became region, when I got involved in SCBWI, my goal was to just kind of learn as much as I possibly could. And so part of that was volunteering, volunteering for the board and saying, you know, if there's more that I can do to get more involved in this organization, which then, of course, offers more opportunities to learn, especially, you know, as being a board member and helping plan events, I knew, okay, this is an event that maybe I want to listen to. Maybe I want to be involved in this more because I don't know these things that are going to be presented by this editor or this agent or this, this published author or this published illustrator. And so, um, so when I started doing 
the volunteer work, I actually found that I really liked it. I really liked being involved in just the whole process of, you know, behind the scenes and putting on events, you know, kind of like an event planner, like I could probably easily do that. I was really in, into, you know, putting together those events. I really loved doing that. And then something changed, I think, as I got older. I mean, I was almost a regional advisor for, I was involved in the, on the board for several, several years, probably 10 years. Um, and when I became the regional advisor, that's when things started to change for me, where I felt that I was having seeing a lot of frustration and seeing a lot of sadness, seeing writers quit because they weren't getting published and they weren't getting to the parts of their, in their journeys where they wanted to. And I felt like, geez, maybe if I, maybe, maybe there's something else I could be offering as a regional advisor. What else can I do? What else, what other tools can I be, be giving these individuals? And I would tell them, please don't quit. Like your writing's awesome. I think that you're really, you're really talented. And, um, and so I had a, a I had two agents that were presenting. One owned her own agency, and something that I never ever did because I just never wanted to cross that that step or cross that boundary. I asked her, "How does one become an agent? Like, what what is it?" And that question led me to where I am today. Just taking a little bit of a a moment to ask a question put me in touch with someone else. Put me in touch with someone else. And it kind of put me on the path to start reading for obviously the Jennifer G. D. Care Literary Agency. I was interning there for a few months. And then when I was offered to um, take a job with her, I actually said, no, I said I wasn't ready. I didn't feel I was ready. I'm, I'm kind of those individuals. I don't like to be responsible for someone's career that I don't even know what the career is. I still had a lot of learning that I felt I needed to do. So when the job was then presented, I felt I was ready to become an agent. Then of course I I agreed and I was was more than happy to just jump in. And I always kind of jump in head first. You know, I kind of like to just, I have a goal in my head that I'm going to succeed and I'm going to do everything that it takes to, on my end, possible what I'm capable of to succeed at that. I don't like to fail at things. Um, it's just not in me. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> For those of you, that's my sign. I'm a Taurus. I'm kind of like, I'm, you know, my mom, you know, she always is like, you're a Taurus. You, you, no one needs, even needs to know you were born in April. You're a Taurus for sure. And I mean, I am, I'm kind of that way. And when I have a goal in my head, I'm going to do what I can to, to, to but, 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 but Vicky, that, that begs the question, you see, because you did give up writing. In a way, I'm still writing. Um, I'm still writing. I just, you know what? Mentally, my mind is so tired by the end of the day that my writing has had to wait a little bit. But I do still have some really cute ideas, some things in my head, um, some things that I feel I want to get down on paper someday. But yeah, my writing's kind of taken a backseat. But I mean, when I think about the trade-off, I have all of these beautiful books that, you know, I've had some sort of play in, um, even if it's not my clients for, per se, if they're just, you know, if they're a client of the agency, they work with, you know, Heather or Michelle or Lisa or Essie, I still have a hand in, you know, helping, you know, maybe make the agency, you know, a way that, you know, their, their book is being presented in the way that they want. I mean, I feel like there's something that I, I can contribute to. And it just makes me wonderful because books to me are so very important. I had, you know, we were not 
very rich growing up. And um, so the library was free and that's what I was allowed to do. And I mean, I was this kid with thousands of books and that's what I did. I mean, that's what we could afford. And so books have always played such a vital part of my, my, you know, childhood. And I couldn't even imagine. I mean, when I think of where I am today with all of my, my jobs and my, you know, my careers that I've had along the way, I'm just lucky that I get to do this for a living, that I get to, um, you know, work with books that have been such a vital part of me. So, so but I, I mean, like, that this part of like, the, okay, so there's Vicky, who is the head of Storm, and there's Victoria, who's the, the author in waiting, if you will. Yes. Um, does Victoria sometimes feel the need to be an author? Like, you have this yeah. internal conflict with, between Victoria and Vicky. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that I do miss it. Yeah, I mean, I miss writing. Um, I wish I had a little bit more time and, you know, in my day. Well, you, know, you, 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 you bought the agency, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, well I, uh, Essie, Essie White is the nicest person. I can't believe that she that she put a gun to your head. No, she's lovely. Essie is, uh, I mean, Essie and I met at... Um, the wow uh, retreat that was in 2000. I can't even remember what year, but we just hit it off right off the bat. So she's lovely. And if you've ever met her in person, she's just lovely. And she works extremely hard for her clients and extremely hard for um, the books that she represents, you know, and of course then the illustrators as well, because she represents both, both um, authors and illustrators and um, some select middle grade. I don't think she does a lot of young adults, to be honest with you, but I think there might, might be a few here and there, but she's an incredibly generous and um, lovely, lovely individual. And just, you know, she's like me and in, in the so, aspect so she, 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 she loves books. She didn't she force you to take over the agency, did she? No, no. <laughs> It's not like her, um, <laughs> but, but no. it's, like you, it's like you to take on these challenges. I like, I think that's just me. I do. I like, I think I thrive at, you know, business ownership. I mean, it's been in, I mean, I started my first business when I was 19. I remember um, your real yeah. estate business. Yeah. Well, real estate was, I, I was also doing real estate, but I had started another business. I actually owned a cleaning company. I owned a cleaning company for 25, 26 years. Yeah. I, I started. Yeah. I started, I was 19 and um, I had a full-time job at the time and I decided to start cleaning, cleaning and maid service. And um, within, I like to keep my time frame. I think within a month, I had to quit my, I had to ask them, could I knock my full-time hours down to part-time, which they weren't happy about, but they did. And then within another month, I had to quit my part-time job and start hiring. And then within that time frame, from not having any employees and growing, um, it was just, it was a, it was a very successful business for, for many, many years prior to my children starting to be born and all of that. But yeah, I had my own, my own company and employees and, all of that. And then of course, um, that kind of took over a little bit with the real estate. I had that on the side. I always have a lot of stuff. Like, it's like, I don't have, if I don't, if I what one, like I have one too many things always on my plate. I'm always like doing something else. So, but that's just me. I'd like to be busy. I like to be motivated. Um, keep, you know, keeps my, keeps me moving, I guess, every day, getting up and having lots to do and things to think about. You know, I couldn't imagine not having, I mean, especially during, 
you know, those 14 months, if I want to had something to kind of, you know, get me motivated in the morning, it was, it was a hard, a hard 14 months. I don't ever want to go through that again. And I don't wish that on anybody. Um, you know, just not a good time. So, um, that, that takes us to the, I, I don't know if this is the final question, but it's certainly an issue that I've been wanting to discuss with you, um, which is that in, in my heart, uh, writing for children um, is primarily a calling and not a profession. Um, I, I, I think of it as synagogue or church. Um, it's something you do to make the world a, a better place. And you've alluded to this, and this is perhaps part of the reason uh, that you're able to go through these tough times. And, you know, um, we have a war going on and I'm able to bury my hand in, bury my head and my hand. That's good to bury my hand uh, <laughs> in, in the interviews and in the, the kidlet stuff that I'm doing. Um, so you have on the one hand people who say, write a wonderful story, write to your heart, write to your heart. And then if people say, no, go to the library, see what's missing. Um, write to the market, write to the market. How, how do you, what, what's your take on this um, apparent dichotomy? Can you do both? It's, it's a, well, it's a balance of several things, really. It's a balance of every, of everything, really. Um, I think we come up with an idea or we have an idea and I think it's important as an author to maybe do some research and see, you know, what else is out there about that idea, what has been written. But I think it kind of goes back to writing things that are enjoyable and that a writer is passionate in writing. I think that, you know, obviously it's always important to know the trends. It's always important to know what's selling. It's also, but, but you don't ever want to write to trends. You don't ever want to write to, um, you know, because what the trend is today that in, you know, books take two, you know, 18 to 24 months to be published. So, so, so the trends Vicky, can easily well, change. Yeah. So why don't we teach people just write from your heart and and hope that there's a market for it. Um, <laughs> well, I wish I wish I could say that. Um, I mean, I think that obviously if if you're writing a like, we'll just use this as an example, um, because there's lots of monsters under the bed. There's always a monster under the bed story. Like there's thousands and millions of those. Like someone will say, I have one that you've never read. And I can guarantee you, I probably have because I've, I've received so many submissions on monsters under the bed. So I would say that if this is a story that's passionate to you, then I would see what else you can add to that story that will make it unique. Is it is there is there a different way that the monster can be presented? Is there a different scenario as to the setting? What can you do that's going to make that book stand out? Because your chances of someone picking up a book that there's so many of and the market is somewhat saturated is so slim. So yes, we want to be writing things that are very that we're very passionate about, but we also if we if our our goal is to be published, we also have to have um, the insight to know that possibly this is going to need a little bit more for me to make it feel unique and for me for it to stand out, so that I can get garner the editor's interests and that this can go to an acquisitions meeting and possibly go all the way through to becoming published. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry, there's baby. a balance. A balance. No, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to throw out this premise, okay? Okay. If, if one book in a thousand is getting published, I think it's even one in several thousand, okay? We only see um, 
Oh, you, I lost you. Oh, there you no, go. I say, if only one in, in, in several thousand yeah, books. Yeah, I lost you for a second. It, it's getting published, okay? And we only see the ones that are getting published. Of course, they are market a um, savvy books, but sometimes in retrospect, mm -hmm. okay? But I'm thinking that um, if there's a statistical thing here, you see, because even if I know that the world needs a book about ice cream, right? I'm using ice cream as, a, as an example because I've done this already. Uh, somebody told me what we really need is a good book on ice cream. You're going to okay. tell me there's, there's lots of books on ice cream. But somebody told me, we need a book on ice cream. So I sit and I say, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. And I write something. But it, it's it's the least good of everything I've written in the past three years because, you know, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. You're not going to write a good story. So I'm saying... I'm thinking that there's a lot of creative stories that don't get picked up because there isn't a market. And there are some that get picked up because there is a market. But those were written from the heart of somebody. And then, you know, they woke up one morning and they say, oh, there's a market. Or, 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 the, or the agent said, yes, I know how to sell this. You know, it, right. don't make it a donkey, make it a mule. Right. Well, I mean, and that's, that's sometimes true, you know, that, you know, someone will, you'll, you'll write a story and it will move somebody in a way that they feel they have to take that on. Has that happened with me? Yes, of course. Um, have I, I'll even go the opposite. Sometimes I've read something that's moved me that I'm not a hundred percent sure is going to sell because the, maybe the market isn't there, but does that mean that I don't want to take a chance? No, I, I probably am one of those agents that probably take more chances um, with some of this material that I bring on simply because I love them. I love it. I think that it's a beautiful story. I think that if it's moved me, it has the possibility of being able to move somebody else. And I think of children. Um, I think of adults. I think of everybody in between. I don't, I guess one things that I don't like about the agenting thing is that I'm considered a gatekeeper where I try to not be, I try to be thinking of the audience. I try to think, okay, well, maybe this doesn't always appeal to me in, in this sense, but yet it might appeal to somebody else. And in that way, I would like to submit it and I would like to put it out and see if there's an editor that really connects and that really can take this to the next level. Because obviously as an agent, I I can help with certain things, but the editors where the process of the publication and the editing and so forth comes in. Um, I would say that, you know, you do have to write. I, I don't know. On my end, I would like to write things that I'm passionate about. I mean, when I was having all of those deaths in my family, I did write. Um I did write a story about, um, I probably shouldn't say, because now someone might write this. And then, of course, it won't be marketable because it'll already been published um, in the way that I'm describing it. But I was needing I was needing to find, I was using nature and the, the world and just the peace and the calm of the trees and the birds and, you know, just being able to enjoy nature as um as the way to work through my grief. And so I did write a picture book. And so I think that when we're going through these ups and these downs in our lives, that we do have that feeling that we have to get that story out. We have to get that, those feelings and we have to put them down. And then of course, feeling like maybe someone else is going through this and this book will help them with what they're going through as well. So I think that there's a balance there. Um, you know, sometimes just having the need of writing that story and being passionate about it. And then, of course, 
you know, sending it out and feeling like, okay, I'm getting no traction on the story. So that's maybe possibly where then you say, all right, well, what else can I do? You know, can I tweak this now? Can I go back to, to the library? Can I see what else is out there about grief or about nature or about you know, these, these things that I wrote about? Um, and then tweak it further and see if possibly now you've found a, another way to tell that story in maybe more of a unique way that it does stand out and it does feel very marketable when you're submitting it to those editors. Um, and then, of course, agents, too, if you're trying to become agented. Wonderful. So, does that uh... help? <laughs> Look, you know, it, it's like anything else. People, um, it, you know, they don't, they, it's like tennis. In, in, but it, it is like, like if you're a tennis player, right? Do you expect to reach the pro circuit? Uh, you have to like playing tennis. Right. I'm not, I'm not very good at tennis. I would have no, to work. I, yeah. yeah. I no, would but, have to work at being, no, being very if, good at it. <laughs> if, if you want to, yeah. If you want to be a published right. author, you have to work at it. But I right, think you have, to, you have to suffer it well. Right. I, it's not. It's not maybe enjoying it, but you know, there's a certain um, passion that you have to have for the writing. Um, well, I it, think believing in yourself too, having that confidence that you're going to succeed, you know, and continue to write and do your reading and do your searches for your agents. Go to the free. I always am promoting free stuff. Go to your library. Free, free, free. Anything that's there that's free. Um, I just did a presentation at our local library probably a couple months ago. I think it was, I know it was free to all those in attendance. Um, obviously, they they paid me to come and do it, but it was free. They, they had um, two hours of me talking about editing, and then it was someone else that came in, and she talked about nonfiction picture books or nonfiction something. I can't remember what, what it was. But needless to say, it was free. You know, go to those things. And, you know, if you learn one thing that you didn't know, you're one step closer to yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of free resources. Um, yeah. My interview, my interviews are a free resource, and there's 150 yeah. of them. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and stay away from people that are going to get you published. If they say we're going to get you published, stay away from yeah, them. So right? There's, there's lots of well, there's <laughs> scams. You need to be careful. Obviously, as in anything else, there are scams. Um, you know, it's there's like, things I, about I'm going to get you to Wimbledon. I know. <laughs> right, gonna... right. You have to watch. There's scams with agents. There's scams with publishers. There's lots of scams out there. People that are just trying to take your money um, because we're so sensitive about our stories. We're willing to pay it. You know, we're willing to say, all right, I'll give you this money if I'm going to be published. But there, you have to be careful. You know, it's like I, anything I, I, else. I have a warehouse of, of, of self-published books that I also regret. Um, so yeah, so don't do that either. Um, yeah. don't well, I would say, me. I would say regret maybe isn't, isn't the right way because you did learn from them. Right. I mean, just like me with, I, if I wouldn't have done those two books and attended that, Vicky, signing, it's a, it's I would have never known, never known. Same thing. Yeah. I went, I went to New York to tell people at SCBWI that they were doing things wrong. And I came back <laughs> and I said to my wife, it was a good trip, but I got it backwards. I'm the one who's doing everything wrong. Yeah. I mean, we have to learn. I mean, it's, there's so many things, but I do try. Um, I probably should promote this, but when individuals reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn or even Twitter, although Twitter or X is not, not always, I don't get a lot of, um, uh, direct messages, but I do point people and I try to, if they're sending me something, I'll say, you know, 
check out this website or check out this organization. You know, there's lots of writers organizations, not just SCBWI, especially if you're adults, you know, if you write adult, right, you know, there's other organizations out there. And then of course it depends on what genre, you know, are you writing horror, are you writing fantasy? You know, there's all these different organizations that are out there. And so, you know, I would say that that was the most helpful for me was going to SCBWI and learning, you know, what I needed to learn. And then of course, like I said, my path, if you would have asked me back then, are you going to become an agent? I would have said, no way. I just want to be published. And that's it. I had no interest in doing this whatsoever, but it put me on a path, SCBWI and being around books even more. And I know I'm, I'm lucky and I'm honored in, in both sense. And I'm lucky and honored to have hosted you. Um, and I, I can attest to the fact that you are kind to a fault, generous oh, in your advice you. and help. Um, and um, anybody who wants to ask me, I'll be happy to tell them how good and kind and um, sage Vicky was with the, me and my writing. Um, so I'm going to wish you uh, many years of grief-free I, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And um, before we close, I'll just mention that uh, one of the frustrations of writers who want to query is that Storm Literary, practically everybody is closed for submission. <laughs> we will be uh, opening. We will be yeah. opening this year. Yeah. And I but will then, too. I'm, I'm yeah, actually but, opening. And, and, you have, and you have good news to share that you shared yeah. with me, but we can't share with everybody else. Right. Uh, but but good things will be happening for authors in 2024 at Storm Literary. Yes. Here, here. And, <laughs> yes, and uh, you have to, you, you have to go to your uh, to your uh, next meeting. I, I have, yeah, I have, I, I I have another meeting that starts at noon. But I told it, them I'd be a little it, late. It, so. in, in 30 seconds, anything else we've forgotten that you just have to say? Um, I would say if you want to become published. Um, read all that you can read, try to write, find those stories that are so, so unique to you and put them down on paper. Find um, a critique partner that you find trust. Find critique partners like yes. Julia and Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, find really good critique partners that um, yeah. will help yeah. you work through those holes and, and those, those things that you need to fine tune. And do your research on agents. You know, a lot of us, you know, um, we do try to do conferences. We do try to do some of these sort of things that writers get a chance to kind of learn about us, um, learn a little bit more on in an intimate way, as opposed to some picture and biography that is so hard sometimes to decipher. Is that the right person for me? Um, yeah, I mean, I will be opening to submissions at some point this year. I'm just not sure with being owner. And then, of course, having 25 clients, I am pretty busy. But I am looking. I'm looking for specific things at this point. My list is pretty. Um, my list is pretty broad with the clients that I have that I represent, all the way from children's all the way to adults. And so now I'm just looking for some little things in between. So at some point I will open this share. So yeah. So don't don't pester Vicky right now, <laughs> but keep an eye on Storm because there is some sunshine coming in at some point this year. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Vicky, this has been wonderful. Um, so happy finally to, I, I'm going to say see you in person. It's almost like seeing you in person, but, um, and just to express my gratitude as an author and probably the gratitude of so many other people you've helped, uh, during your last uh, decade in the, uh, 
in the agent trenches um, yeah. and uh, with much gratitude hoping that you'll go back to uh, writing someday soon I yeah I well I I hope right now my focus is the agency and my clients um, at some point I I will like I said during moments when I feel I need to write I do I try so I, 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 I've interviewed a lot of really wonderful agents on the show. So when you start looking for an agent, you can speak to me and I'll. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think I want to leave. Time. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. I just want to leave this with this. Um, something else to think about, because this has happened with you in your path, is that it not necessarily is your first book that you write is the one that will become published. And some things that I found with my clients is that it's not the first book that we put on sub. It's not the first book that they wrote, that sometimes it's the fourth or the second or the third, maybe it's the seventh. Sometimes it takes time for a writer to really find their voice and to really find that that momentum in that story. And the last thing is, is that it's timing and luck play into this just as much as everything else. Timing and luck, it's it's in there. And it's met with with agents too, with submitting. We just happened to send, send that submission at the perfect time to the perfect editor and everything just aligns. So remember that things things sometimes have to have the right timing and they have to just align in the right way for things to be published. It doesn't necessarily mean that someone's not talented and that they're not a great writer. It's just that everything sometimes has to align in the right way. I kind of leave this, I know it's kind of a different way to think about it, but it's kind of like getting pregnant. Everything has to align. If you think, listen to this, if you if you do this research on how we, how if you do the research of it, if you actually think of the scientific way that it's written, it's amazing that it just happens. So you have to think that everything just has to align, the stars have to align in the right way, and then it happens. So that, what a way to end. <laughs> I, I've never heard that analogy. Well, if your audience wants to research it, research it, you'll see that it's so technical and so scientific. No, but I mean, I mean, if getting a traditional publishing deal is like getting pregnant, then us huh. guys have no chance in hell. <laughs> Maybe we need to edit that last part out. Can you go back and edit it? Yeah. No, I cannot. I cannot. Oh, you can go to YouTube and you can, my son can help you with editing that out. No, I think that, like I said, I think it's just, you know what? Things have to align. Everything no, has Vicky, to align. I, I, I love Timing, it. I, everything. I love it. And and um, I'm sending you a big virtual hug from, from Israel. Um, oh, well, good luck to you. Thank you. It's been great interviewing you. Uh, and I'm Mel Rosenberg. I always forget who I am. Mel Rosenberg, the host of the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. And I've been here with the owner of Storm Literary Agency and a wonderful literary agent, kind, sage, wonderful human being, Vicky Victoria Salvaggio. Until we meet in person, ciao. <laughs>